Welcome to another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. My name is Elise Stevens, and today it's all about influencing. To discuss how to become a better influencer is Michelle Giving. Michelle is a renowned expert on how to improve your influence. Michelle has a book called Step Up, How to Build Your Influence at Work. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Elise. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for taking the time today to discuss this all-important topic about how to improve your influencing skills. Oh, my pleasure. Michelle, why are influencing skills so important for project managers? Look, they're absolutely essential. If you think about what a project manager does, they're managing large, complex pieces of work where they have to navigate a system and an organisation to be able to get the project up and running and to be able to deliver the outcomes that are desired from that project. To do that, they're dealing with multiple stakeholders at all different levels of an organisation's hierarchy. If they don't know how to navigate that complexity and be able to have the right types of conversations with stakeholders, it's almost impossible for them to be able to deliver on the objectives of the project. I so agree with you, Michelle. I think that sometimes when we're planning projects and everything, we just still think it's that everyone's going to be on board and that everyone's going to love the project and that no one is going to be anti and secretly white anting it. Well, exactly. And look, if you think about projects in organisations, often there's winners and losers. And I, you know, I don't like to use that term because it can feel quite black and white, but often people will feel that they're losing something while other people might feel that they're gaining something. And if you don't understand where your stakeholders are positioned on that, I guess, quadrant, it becomes very hard for you to know, well, how do I engage with them? What do they need? How do I actually make sure that they're actively involved in the project so that you can also hear their ideas. Whereas if you go into the interaction and you've got assumptions about stakeholders and how those stakeholders are going to play out, you can get burned and burned very quickly. I've been there, Michelle. Look, I think there's lots of people who have been there. We all learn through trial and error. I know. And one of the key things employers are looking for, for project managers to have great influencing skills. You just understand it. Like if you're working on a customer-facing project, you've got another organisation, if you've got vendors involved, it's like this whole, you've got different people and different organisations, different values, different goals about what they want to get from the project. And so you've got to be able to influence them to get to the common goal. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's interesting because people often say to me, oh, but isn't influence Machiavellian? And I said, influence is Machiavellian if it's all about you. If your intent is you're seeking to influence because you want power and you want to play these little games for whatever intent you might have. But if your intent is good and you're seeking to influence because ultimately your end objective is to make sure you get better progress, faster progress, more engaged people in that process, then that intent is good. And that is something that everyone should be striving for. I also see influence as a skill that can be learned. It's not something that is you're either born with it, and if you're not born with it, then you you can't get it. It's absolutely a skill that can be learned. I agree with you, Michelle, and I think that you have to realise that you're not going to be perfect at it. Oh, look, and that's why I think, you know, I look at my own career and I had a, you know, very successful corporate career. But if I look at when I was quite young and inexperienced, 
you know, you make mistakes, you learn from it. There are times where you don't necessarily have the same level of self-confidence to be able to put your point of view forward. But I certainly found that through the years, as I became more confident in putting forward my points of view, more confident in building really deep, long-lasting stakeholder relationships, that put me in really good stead. And that's what actually helped my career progress. I agree with you that being confident and believing in yourself and your ability to work well with people is perhaps one of the key things to being a good influencer. Yeah, absolutely. And I say to people, and I say this in the book, you need to start from the inside out. So often when people think about influence, they think about what they have to do to somebody else. And it's actually not about what you do to somebody else. It's actually about understanding yourself. Who are you? How are you impacted by what's going on around you? How are you aware of those impacts and what it's doing to you? And therefore, how are you best positioning yourself to be able to cope with all of those changes and in some respects go with the flow because if you're not able to regulate your own behavior regulate your own emotions it's very easy when things don't go according to plan for you to react in a way where you're not your wisest self and you can't influence when you're not in your wise self that's very good michelle i like that well thank you (laughs) But it's true. And I know that you can be buffeted around by the winds of project stuff. (laughs) You know, when things are going well, you're on on top of your game. And when things aren't going so well, you can be a bit beaten around the edges. In either of those states or on the large sliding scale between, you have to be able to still influence. You do. And really, when you think about a project life cycle, Projects never go according to plan. There's the kind of desired initial roadmap and then there's the reality of a project and how it unfolds. As a project manager or a project director, you need that resilience and the coping skills to be able to go, oh, wow, that didn't quite work out, but that's okay. I've got a solution, which is alternative B, and we can now regroup and go down that path. But if you're totally reactionary, with everything you do and how you talk to people and how you interact with stakeholders, people see you as someone who's not in control. Oh, gee, that project director or project manager doesn't seem as though they've got their house in order. You know, things seem out of control. Whereas if you're calm and wise in how you position things and how you respond to things, it's much easier than for the people around you to go, wow, we trust that this project is in a pair of safe hands. And when you think about it, particularly when there's big dollars involved, the project steering board or the committee or whoever the project manager reports through to wants to know that the project manager is making good, wise decisions, but also that they can trust that those decisions are going to let the project end up where it needs to go. As a project manager, I firmly believe that you've got to be able to sell your project to anyone and everyone who's got an opinion about it. Yeah, look, I'd say absolutely there's, there is that bit around selling the project, but I also think there's a big bit in here around listening. So if there's someone who doesn't like your project or has concerns, really hearing what they have to say and go, wow, let's be curious about why they're not liking the project. Is there something that perhaps you're missing? 
that they can see because they've been around the organization for longer. So I often say to people, approach conversations from a basis of curiosity. And often what happens is, particularly in organizations, you know, when I was saying before, they're quite complex. There's an expectation that you need to have all the answers. Whereas these days, because organizations are moving so quickly and they are big and cumbersome, and particularly if they're organizations that have been around for a long time and you're dealing with large legacy systems and all of that kind of stuff, it's impossible to know everything. You need to rely on the people around you to give you different perspectives. But we are all biased in how we make decisions. And it's very easy for us to filter out information that doesn't fit with how we see the world working. And so the person who has that contrary view often can be the person who is seeing, seeing, seeing something from a different perspective to how you see it. So rather than shutting them down, open them into the conversation and find out what do they know that you don't know. Oh, that's fantastic advice. What steps can project managers take to improve their influencing skills? So there's a couple of things. I would say start from understanding yourself. So spending time really understanding how do you make decisions? So when I was talking before around bias, understand the parameters and how you make decisions and the processes that you use and therefore what bias could potentially trip you up. Understand yourself and your trigger points. So understand in what situations you are likely to be triggered in such a way that you are not likely to be making wise decisions because often it can be you're triggered because you're tired or because you're dealing with a stakeholder that you often find difficult to deal with or you're just overworked and there's too much coming at you and you're not feeling as though you've got that right level of balance. So understand that and then it's understanding the organisational dynamics. So how do decisions get made in the organisation in which you're working, who influences who, where are the power bases in the organisation so that you can build and construct a stakeholder network that you can then use and leverage to help you be able to get things done. And then lastly, really making sure that you are good at communicating so you understand not just how to talk and position yourself, but really understand how to listen. How do you ask the right types of questions? How do you make sure that when you're talking to people, they feel as though you're really there, really present in the conversation and that you can really hear what they have to say? And then also having the negotiation skills, because often in uh, projects, you can't do everything. Doing one thing might mean you have to give something else up. So being able to manage the trade-off conversations that are inherent in a project's life cycle, but also making sure that you've got your eye on that end prize, that you know exactly where you need to get to and therefore what you can give up, but also what you perhaps aren't willing to give up and understanding the boundaries of those conversations. I like that advice. And I think that having those really great listening skills is so important. And look, listening isn't easy. It's one of those things, you know, we are constantly bombarded by distractions. And it's interesting because the look into the research around neuroscience and what they now call neural switching, which is when we focus on a task, but then very quickly get diverted to something else. And it might be a phone call or an email or an SMS. And the neural switching that we do where we 
constantly kind of flip between one activity to another basically decreases our productivity and it can increase the amount of time taken to complete a task by anywhere from 20 to 40 percent. What I often say to people is when you want to get something done, turn off all distractions. The email should be off, the phone should be off, and you should work in dedicated chunks of time, you know, 30 to 60 minute blocks with a break, and then you go and check your email. And when you're doing email, that's all you're doing. You're not doing any something else. Whereas often in organisations, you get pulled in multiple directions, and as a consequence, you're far less effective and far less efficient in how you process the work that needs to get done, get done in the day. Extremely true for project managers. If you've got a team, you've got vendors, you've got stakeholders, you've got all these people in your project network that you may have a question or you've got to give some advice to or you've got to be listening to what they're saying so that you can understand what's going on. Look, absolutely. And it's really hard these days in open plan because open plan almost invites the well, it's open plan, I can approach anyone at any particular time. And I often say to clients who I work with, look at how you structure your day. Make sure you're doing those really more complex tasks in the morning. And it might mean that you need to go into a quiet room to do some work or for organisations that have a flexible work environment, be clever about when you work from home so that you can do those tasks where you really don't want to be disrupted when it's quiet, but also when you're freshest. So they talk about dangers in terms of default thinking, that if you make decisions later in the day when you're more tired, you are far more likely to fall into a pattern of thinking that is easy for you and you're far less likely to make difficult decisions. Mm, Those steps are very good, Michelle. Thank you for sharing them. Oh, my pleasure, Elise. Now, Michelle, What tips would you give project managers about how to improve their influencing skills? In terms of influencing, as I say before, it is a learned skill. So I would say, I could say, buy the book, buy the book. I mean, the book does step you through a whole series of activities of things that you can do, but also talk to people, find out where it is that you think that you need to focus. Because when you're trying to improve yourself, it's very hard to try and improve a whole heap of things at the one time. So focus on the key area. It might be for you, I don't understand where I've got weaknesses or strengths in my stakeholder network. So it might be focus on stakeholders or it might be I struggle when I get up and I talk in front of senior stakeholders, I get nervous. And if that's the case, focus on that bit. Or it might be I don't necessarily understand how to negotiate correctly. And if that's the case, There's lots of tools out there around negotiation skills, so focus on that. So I always say to people, it's like build a plan. Focus on the thing that's most critical for you now and then add to that once you feel like you've mastered that technique. If you're trying to do it all at once, it's too much for your brain to cope with and you won't do any of it well. That's a good top tip. My top tip would be to recognise the importance of having good influencing skills and to like you said, establish a plan for improving them. Yeah, look, and it's interesting because often I think people think that I think they don't need to influence because, well, this is a project, it's been endorsed by the company, so everyone's going to be on board. Or they'll think that they've got a strong network already and they can rely on that network. And I always say to people, networks shift and change in organisations all the time because organisations are constantly restructuring. So if you think that you've got a kind of, a base of support, 
and you don't need to continue to grow that, that's slightly naive because that base of support can easily get up and leave the organisation and then you're left with nothing. Oh, look, and projects, no matter where they're endorsed from, people will either love them, they'll hate them, they'll be somewhere in the middle, they'll change over the days, weeks, months. It's never the same. No, and I actually think that's probably one of the things that attracts people to work in that space because it is so dynamic and you're constantly learning and constantly evolving. But I think the days of, you know, I've done my Prince 2 certification and I'm Pinbox certified and that's all I need are long gone. If you don't have the soft skills where you can really position yourself and understand how to influence in a complex environment, it's going to be very hard to be successful. I hear you and I agree with you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time today. My pleasure. I really enjoyed the conversation, Elise. I've enjoyed talking to you about all the all-important influencing skills. That ends another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos.